The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you as I am every Wednesday and Saturday morning. Tonight's show, we're going to highlight all teams who have found their way out of the region tournament. We'll spend plenty of time Saturday talking about all the games, region championships, upcoming sub-state slash sectional games Saturday evening. It's the girls Monday evening, the boys, and of course the state tournaments proceeding after that. But tonight it's teams who have fallen short, several of them unexpected, a few of them uh, unexpectedly even got to this point. We'll catch up with all of them and more here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook returns, and we return to Clark Range High School and legendary head coach Lamar Rogers. Not the season the Lady Buffaloes expected, but still found themselves in a region semifinal with a chance to push themselves on for the rest of the season. Came up just short. Coach Rogers with us now on the program. Uh, Coach Rogers, it was just uh, Monday night, a semifinal game with Pickett County. You guys came up short uh, and wa- and saw your season, unfortunately, come to an end. Uh, just what were they able to do in a third matchup on the season uh, that just uh, that caused them to be able to walk away with the victory? Well, they just played. First of all, they played very consistent. Um, you know, all the. You know, they got five starters back from last year. They got a lot of experience. Uh, <clears throat> they got good size. Their their point guard is uh, dominant. So that's always good to have that. Uh, um, our point guard, Olivia Phillips, uh, improved sophomore, improved a whole lot throughout the season and played really good. And, and you know, really, they've got everything they need. They've got a dominant post player and the reader girl. They've got good shooters. So, you know, offensively, they're you. Um, if you make a mistake, they're going to take advantage of it. And we had, uh, you know, we made some defensive mistakes last night. And then offensively, we didn't shoot the ball well. We had uh, uh, Kelly had a bad shooting night, and you know, some of it was, uh, you know had to do with Pick County also, but uh, we really, really improved throughout the season. Uh, you know, we came back with two starters this year, and um, <clears throat> so uh, we, uh, you know, split with Clay County, and I'm sure they'll be in the state tournament, Pick County will be in the state tournament, so we was close, but just couldn't hardly get over the hump to, to um, you know, to get Clay County the other night. That would have been a key game to do that. You started to talk about it a little bit right there. Obviously, a season seventeen and fifteen overall, five and three uh, in in the district. You guys kind of an up and down year due to weather and injuries, among other things. But what did you love from your team this season? What about their performance all year? Uh, really uh, was was improving throughout the year. Well, we did. Our schedule was really, you know, really challenging, which we always do that, but. You know, with uh, Pickett County, played Cumberland County in our, from our district. They got two losses from them. So, uh, with only other team that played uh, Cumberland County, uh, we played Stone twice. We played Livingston three times. Played about eight AAA teams. So, that affected our record a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's what we way we do it. Uh, you know, Stone beat us in overtime up here. So, uh, 
you know, affected our record. Uh, we've had a, uh, you know, winning record for, you know, 47, 48 years in a row. So we're proud of that. But uh, wanted to go a little bit farther this year. Um, we've got, uh, you know, got everybody back, I think, next year possibly. And, uh, you know, with that experience and everything, we should uh, – uh, uh, here every year goes to go to Murphy Center, and I think next year we'll be able to do that for sure. I thought we could this year, but wasn't quite ready to do that, evidently. Yeah, maybe a year early this year. Everybody comes back next year, uh, like you said, with that level of experience. I, I hate to to already, a, a, you know, just a day or two after. Uh, you know, your season came to an end already. Start looking at next year, but uh, how excited are you to get everybody back to have a whole another year of kind of experience under their belts? Well, it's going to make everything easier. You know, we had to kind of put the team together this year, and um, you know, replacing three starters and everything. So, uh, you know, I thought it would go a little bit better, but, you know, here again, the schedule uh, really uh, helped us and then hurt us at the same time record-wise. But uh, So uh, we should uh, uh, work real hard. This, You know, we've got summer camps eventually here. These girls are going to work on their own. They're going to play AAU basketball. So with another year, uh, we're going to be a whole lot better and be a whole lot tougher. So really excited about that. Got a good group of girls. Uh, uh, you know, you take Lydia Phillips, uh, our point guard, you've got Peyton Manning, excuse me, Peyton Manus and, uh, Katie Hopkins inside. Then you got Chloe Rogers. You've got, um, <clears throat> Macy three, Sophie sitting outside, just been the top six. So, uh, expect a whole lot of improvement. Uh, they was bitterly disappointed, you know, as I was, but that's, that's basketball sometimes. Certainly is, and I'm sure any team would love to have Peyton Manning coach. That would uh, that would certainly help. I think anybody in any sport at this point. Uh, I asked you at the beginning of the season, and and I try not to to bring it up in the midst of it. But as the season has come to a close, uh, just what was it like? How much fun was it? What did you enjoy most about uh, getting to coach Chloe uh, this season? Obviously, uh, for people who may not realize, uh, Chloe, I believe your your granddaughter. Well, you know, try try not to be too hard on her uh, and everything because, you know, we wanted impartiality with all the players and everything. But uh, she did a great job. She's a great 30-point shooter. She had 73s last year, and she probably came close to that this year. Uh, needing her to penetrate a little bit more. She's uh, sees the floor real good, a great passer. Uh, need to work on her defense like we do everybody's best job. It's a joy, and, uh, you know, try not to take it, uh, uh, let her dad and mom take it home too much, and uh, my wife and everything, but it was kind of more of a family affair this year, but we had uh, uh, had her playing, you know, these last uh, three years, so really blessed and really enjoyed it. I can only imagine what it must be like to get to coach a family member, be it a daughter, a granddaughter, niece nephew anything else when we come back we'll catch up with another coach who has that distinct honor jamie gillis on the program when we return to the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders as i said from one head coach with the distinction of getting to coach a family member to another from clark range Back to Putnam County and Cookville High School. Head coach Jamie Gillis, who's had the distinct honor coaching two older daughters. Currently, Allie Gillis on the team. 
as their season just came to an end against Oakland in a region semifinal. Angel here, Coach Gillis, I'm sure, bring up that she has a younger daughter coming out of the eighth grade, about to enter the high school ranks. So a lot to talk about with head coach Jamie Gillis, who joins us now. Coach Gillis, I really appreciate you hopping on with me uh, one more time here on the program. You hate to see a season come to an end. You certainly hate to see it come to an end a little earlier than you know most people probably expected. Uh, I just want to take a look at that Oakland game. It goes to overtime, a six-point loss uh, for you guys. Before we get into what Oakland did, just obviously you guys lose a, a key piece there down the stretch. How did that affect you guys, obviously coming into OT and then obviously uh, in overtime? Well, I mean, Allie um, got hurt in the second quarter, at the beginning of the second quarter, and so um, playing without her was um, was an adjustment we had to make that we didn't, uh, you know, we we needed her um, in that game, I feel like. And then, you know, we, we played good enough to win. We just didn't, uh, you know, make the plays late that, that could have done it for us. And, you know, credit to Oakland. They're a really good team, um, and they made shots. Um, in the fourth quarter in overtime, and, and we just didn't. Um, they they got some favorable calls, um, and and I think that also added to the um, to the end result. Getting to play on their home floor uh, certainly probably an advantage as well. Uh, before we get into the season as a whole, obviously I would be remiss. A lot of people are, are obviously fans of Allie. I would be remiss if I didn't ask. How is uh, how is Allie doing? Um, she's good. We uh, we went for an X-ray and the X-ray was clear. Um, she's had it's the same ankle. She's had four or five injuries, so uh, we're looking at doing some more extensive imaging and trying to see if there's ligament damage to to try to get her um, good, so this doesn't keep reoccurring. So um, she's got a little bit of work ahead of her, but you know she'll she'll bounce back. I'm I'm sure. 26-4 and four overall on the season. Uh, again, you hate to see it come to an end in a region semifinal, but 26-4 and four is uh, a really, really good year, a very inc- uh, amazing year for, for most high school basketball teams. How proud are you of your team's effort this season in uh, what turned into, at times, a, a really tough schedule? Oh, I'm, I'm so proud of them, and I, I hated to see it end um, early. You know, that's, that's the thing about getting to the state tournament, you know, a couple of years in a row, that, that becomes the expectation for not only our team, but our school and our community. And, you know, that, that's what we want it to be, and that's where we wanted to be. Um, you know, just ended a couple of weeks earlier than what we had planned, and, and I hate it for our seniors. Um, and, and Isabel Garcia specifically, just because she has worked so hard, and, and you know, she put this team on her back many, many games and, and got us through, and just the – you know, to see the player that she's become and the leader that she's become, it's just, it's just incredible. Um, and so I, I hated it for, for them and for her especially. But, you know, I think a lot of people weren't very sure how, how we were going to be, you know, losing Jordan and Kathy last year. And um, there's a lot of questions around um, how we would be, I think, across the state. And um, I think we, we proved that, that we uh, are, are a good team and a good program and, you know, we don't just, you know, hope to to reload every year. We we, we just hope to keep pushing forward on, on what we've built, and, and it's just next man up mentality. And so, you know, that's our plan going forward um, after this, you know, losing three good seniors. 
what did those seniors uh, mean to this program and to you as a coach and and what made them maybe special in their own way in comparison to other seniors you've had along the way well they're a great group and they they came in with a, a large freshman class and um you know they stayed the course um which is not not always easy at a school of our size and the the schedule and the division that we play in and, you know, they stayed the course. And, and, you know, Isabel was the only one that started consistently. You know, Paige got some starts and Emma got some starts during the season. But, um, you know, they never complained. They worked hard every day. Um, you know, they were for each other. At, at the end of the game the other day, you know, they all wanted to take on that loss as their own. And, you know, I just reminded them that we win as a team and we lose as a team. And um, just to see them kind of rally around each other and they didn't, nobody placed blame on anybody. And, I don't know that that happens a lot in our society this, these days. And so it was just – and our seniors are a lot of that, a big part of that. And, um, you know, they just – they led us and um, no drama, never had any drama from them. So as a coach, especially of girls, that's really, really big. I know it's hard to, to already start thinking about or looking toward next year. So I'll ask it this way just knowing that while you do graduate three seniors, only one of them in Isabel Garcia was a significant starter, what does it mean to look at or start to think about next year and know that you're going to return four starters and obviously a, a pretty solid and deep, talented bench? Um, I mean, you know, we're excited. Like I said, we have that next man up mentality. I mean, you know, we, we had to replace a lot of stats, a lot of points in Jordan and Cassie, and they found a way to do that. And Isabel is a different position. You know, we don't have another true post coming in um, that that will just step right in and, and be able to do the things that Isabel did. So we may have to change our style a little bit. But um, I'm, I'm super optimistic that, that we're going to be um, just as good next year. And like I said, these, these girls, um, they're, they're going to put the work in. They're going to do what they need to do. And um, I think having a, a the core group of them back is going to be a big deal. And, and I think, you know, just my, I have an eighth grader, and so I know the, the, the eighth grade class, the freshman class coming in next year is going to be a talented group. And so, you know, it's always exciting to, to just, you know, start a new team and have new players and things like that. And so we've got a lot to look forward to. Head coach Jamie Gillis, Cookville Lady Cavaliers. Coach, before I let you go, one more I try not to ask this question during the season because you're a coach and you've got a whole team, and that's, of course, obviously the priority. But what does it mean uh, to you to get to coach Allie? And obviously you mentioned it, uh, you know, with an eighth grader coming in next year. What does it mean to get to coach, uh, you know, your your daughters? Well, I think Allie referred to it as a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I, I have the hate part, but um, – I enjoy coaching them. Um, it, it, it strengthens our relationship, I feel like. Um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes early coaching Bailey and Jordan, my oldest two daughters, and so I feel like I've, I've learned from them and, you know, try not to make those same mistakes with Allie and, and now Lauren coming through. But um, it, it's, a, it's a unique opportunity, and, and we as a family are, you know, are very appreciative of the fact that we get to do that. And it's not always easy. Um, I think anybody on my team will tell you I'm harder – on them than I am anybody else and so we have a lot of talks and you know we have a lot of talks as can you not be my coach right now can you just be my mom and so we, we've learned to, to have a good balance with that again could not imagine what it must be like to be coached by a parent or grandparent 
I certainly can't imagine what it is to coach a child or grandchild. Got to be a good time, though. It's family bonding. You heard Coach talk about it right there, what it's done for uh, her family and her ability to build a relationship with her daughters. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We'll stay in Putnam County here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We'll just head up the mountain and go from the girls' side to the boys' side of action here in the UC and talk with a coach who nobody thought would even be here at this point. But Will Putnam and the Monterey boys' basketball team, the Wildcats, have just been eliminated in a region uh, quarterfinal, excuse me, uh, and so a chance now to talk with Coach Putnam as he joins the program one more time. Coach Putnam, season uh, comes to a close in a quarterfinal loss at White House, or uh, you took on White House Heritage, uh, 63-40. Uh, yet another game, though, where your team really competes at, at a pretty high level for uh, at times in the ball game. What did you love out of your team in this final game, and obviously what uh, ultimately gave White House Heritage uh, the advantage in the end? Oh, I mean, there's a lot to be um, proud of the team about based on that performance. We, um, but we, you know, we, we've talked about it on here before, um, and I've, I've I've been very clear that we we just can't have bad quarters, mm-hmm. um, and we we had a bad first quarter. Um, and then we had a good second quarter, and then we had a good third and a good fourth. But because of the the extension of the lead that was established in the first quarter, we just found ourselves kind of behind the eight ball the rest of the night. Um, so we had to make sure that, um, you know, despite the fact that we lost, despite the fact that the season is over, we did not play in the postseason like a team who was three and whatever we were. Um, I, I was very, very proud of the effort that this, this team could have folded much earlier. It could have folded um, in, in a much more um, dramatic type fashion where there could have just been no effort. There could have been no competitive spirit. And there, there wasn't that. Um, I think it's a testament to these boys. I think it's a testament to their families as to how tough they are, that they stuck it out and they didn't quit when the going got tough. They didn't quit when the losses started to pile up or, um, you know, and, and there were times where it was probably very difficult for them even to find positives uh, for what was going on in our season. And I think it all concluded in a way that we can be proud of um, and, and really build off of moving forward. A lot of programs and a lot of coaches will tell you these are the sorts of years, sorts of performances, and the sort of senior classes that end up making a massive difference in a program's ascension, either back to where they think they belong or just into the spotlight and the mainstream in general. Yeah, 3-28 and 28 is not something that anyone's going to be proud of, but the ability there in the postseason to, to find that effort, to find a win, to give yourself this chance, what does this senior class mean to this program and to you as a coach going forward trying to build that culture, build that program, and obviously turn 3-28 and 28 into 28-3? and three. Yeah, Definitely, definitely. And, and I've always said that if, if your culture is right, if, you're, if your daily practice habits, your daily habits, your commitment is right, then the scoreboard will end up taking care of itself. So the challenge I laid out to the boys after the game against White House Heritage was look at the emotion on the faces of these seniors um, and, and see how much it means to them 
because when it's over, it's over. And if you go through the next year, the next three years, the next two years, whatever it is that you're still on this team, and you don't fully invest yourself to bettering the program, then you'll be, in a way, kind of not really honoring what our seniors did this year because they took the brunt of a lot this year. They had to face a lot of adversity. They were asked to do things differently than they'd ever done them before. They were asked by a coach that was trying to change a culture that they needed to act a different way than maybe they ever had before, That whether that was in the classroom or outside of the classroom or um, in school or out of school. And they, they met those challenges head on. So it's a phenomenal, phenomenal example that has been set for our guys as we move forward in this because I told them, I'm going to put that senior, you know, we're going to get a senior portrait made of me and the senior guys. We took it on their senior night. And I'm going to have it hanging in my office. It'll be my first one. That's my first senior class. And that's the class that I can always look back and tell people about that did the heavy lifting to lay a foundational, um, really just a foundation, like a structure that we can build this program off of. Um, because their, the, the, their platform and their message is show up even when it's difficult. And next year there's going to be difficult moments. Despite the fact that we, you know, we may have a chance to be better, despite the the fact that we may have a chance to win more games, there's still going to be difficult moments. There's still going to be bad nights. There's still going to be bad days at practice. There's still going to be bad weeks of a season or whatever it is. And the, the, the platform that they showed us all is, regardless of circumstances, maintain your standards. So that's their message. That's the lasting legacy that they've left on this program. And, and I, I hate that I don't get to be their coach anymore because they have been a special, special group to me. Um, and I cannot wait to see all the great things they get to do in their life. But, and then to come back and visit and know that they were part of, of, of the building of something that ended up being very special. Head coach Will Putnam, Monterey Boys Basketball. Coach Putnam, you mentioned it. That's your first senior class. Now we turn towards what I'm going to call your first full off season. You know, the first off season that you really get to pour yourself into with the program and the team. What does a dream off season look like for you in this program? What are you working on? What are you guys getting into? Uh, what is that going to look like in a dream scenario for you? I'm ecstatic about having the opportunity to be with this group throughout the summer and then also to welcome in our new rising eighth graders into the program um whoever you know that is out of that group and whoever um, ends up making the team after tryouts and things like that and i'm just looking forward to see what we have coming up because uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk of there being some really good talent coming up and some some guys that we could potentially continue to build this thing with moving forward um so there's that just initial excitement the part that i'm most looking forward to outside of that is getting to work on development all summer long whether it be in the weight room or on the court whether it be at team camp or in in team scrimmages however we do it i just cannot wait to see the step that these freshmen take in becoming sophomores that these sophomores take in becoming juniors that these juniors take in becoming seniors and that these eighth graders take in becoming ninth graders. The the daily habits, the daily customs, the standards that we're going to set that we would have set last summer uh, had it not been so chaotic, it's all going to be in place this summer. So the weightlifting, the skill development, 
the the live five on five play the pickup games that we're going to try to host on a weekly basis where we get some people in just from the communities to come up to Monterey and play. I mean, it, it's just going to be one of those things where we are going to notice that basketball is starting to be in the forefront of a lot of these players' minds from the, from the end of the season up until the next season. And it really wasn't last year because nobody really knew what was going to happen. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty and there was a lot of uh, people trying to guess as to who was going to be the coach and who wasn't going to be the coach. And if I'm going to be the coach, if I'm going to lose the interim tag, or if I'm not, there was just a lot of uncertainty. There's stability in that sense. And that stability is going to give us that much more going forward with these guys and what we're trying to do. That is Monterey Wildcats boys basketball coach Will Putnam joining us now on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, welcome back to the high school playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry. Had a chance to catch up with Livingston Academy head coach Jimmy Miller earlier today. He was unable to join us live, but he was more than willing to give us a great amount of time earlier today. Uh, Got very, very emotional, really bared his soul about a difficult season uh, coming to an end, or a great season that is coming to a difficult end, probably the better way to put it, and a very special group of seniors. We're going to break this one down into two parts. So here is part one with head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy Wildcats. Livingston Academy head boys basketball coach Jimmy Miller joins us now. Uh, coach Miller, uh, quite a season. Uh, obviously came to an end a little bit earlier than than you desired, but certainly still a really great year. Let's look at that quarterfinal uh, Tullahoma came in there. You guys had a really good game plan, and and certainly at times were, seemed like you were able to execute it. Uh, but after the half, they came out there in the third quarter, uh, and after the two technical shots and the possession for you guys, they seemed to just find another gear. What were they able to do coming out of halftime, uh, make some adjustments, and, and find a way to walk away with this one? Um, that, you know, Coach Welch did a very good job coaching us for years when he's at Macon County. He's a fantastic coach, and he made very good adjustments at halftime. And he came out, and he attacked what we had struggled with all year long, and uh, he attacked us with his size, and he attacked us around the rim. You know, that team was, uh, that was a very big team. That was bigger than any team in our district. And, you know, we played against some big guys this year, but we, we just you know, really struggled around the rim and not letting guys get second-chance points some with our size this year. And I think they did a really good job going downhill and finishing at the rim and getting to the foul line. That was that was a you know good adjustment. Yeah, that seemed to be the downfall there in those final two games with Upperman and with Tullahoma. But nonetheless, a twenty to thirty a 22-13, a 20-and-13 season. 20 wins is, is definitely nothing to scoff at. Now that you've had a couple of days to sort of uh, sit back and reflect, uh, what about this season was, was different, was special, and did you really enjoy? Probably this was the most enjoyable season that I can remember, Coach. These, these young guys worked so hard all year, and, I you know, I think – it felt like every game you stepped in, you felt like an underdog. We were outsized, outmatched, you know, with athletes. And we were still able to compete like we did against some really good teams this year. You know, we loaded our schedule up earlier in the season. I think you even saw some of the games we played in Florida even. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some 
really tough matchups for us, really, really good teams, ranked teams. Um, and we, we tried to put these guys through the ringer, you know, and, and to try to prepare ourselves because we knew how good and how strong this region could be. And and I think it did that. I think they improved all year. But um, those three seniors that we've had that all year long, they I, I can't recall a better group of young men that I've had the opportunity to coach as these guys. And, and you know, the example they set, how hard they play. And if you were at the game, the standing ovation they got when they come off the floor at the very end of that game, even though they came up short, it's just a testament to their character and their work ethic. You know, people enjoyed watching them. They were fun to coach. They were fun to watch. Yeah, you you talked about it right there. Now let's get into uh, what they did mean to this program. And and I want to make sure we hit each one and and make it special because they are each a very special young man. Let's start with a guy like Brody Coffey, who obviously played two sports there at L.A., suffered through uh, some tough times on the gridiron, and obviously fought his heart out there on the hardwood for the last several years. Yeah, it's just... You're going to find me right now at a loss of words because this one still stings. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't sting because it, what's every person's goal? Every coach's goal? Every kid's goal? They want. They want to win. They want to, you know, get as far as they can. They want to get to that state tournament. And of course, every young every young guy wants to try to win that gold ball. And you know, the fact of the uh, matter is, you, you, very few get a chance to do that. So um, when it's over, you know, it, it's tough for those guys. But it, for me right now, Brody, Brody Coffee is the ultimate teammate, the ultimate team captain. Um, you will, I mean, he gets the hardest defensive task every single game, and he has since he's been a sophomore. Um, handles the ball under pressure, does all the hard work, uh, you know, nonstop. Never heard that kid complain once in, in his entire career. Never heard him not be anything but positive and one of the most coachable kids that you can ever imagine that, you know, Everybody dreams of getting an opportunity to coach a kid like Brody Coffey. And uh, unfortunately, you know, he has to graduate because you just, in your career coaching, you just don't get many kids like him. And he, he's special. Another guy that we've mentioned is very special uh, over the last, you know, a couple months here. Daniel Bilberry, a guy who ended up being Brody Coffey's running mate this year, his first year on the gridiron, and he made an impact there. And then obviously his intensity on the hardwood. How much fun is he to coach, and what has he meant to this program over the last four years? That is, that is, I guess, a question that's self-explanatory if you've ever watched Daniel Bilberry play. Facts. <laughs> Daniel Bilberry is a walking uh, highlight. He, he, is, he is just a, a dynamite in a small package because – you know, how many games have you watched and how many games have you been at where it's 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 not coaching. You know, the things that Daniel Bilbrey does, it doesn't come from coaching. It's it's natural, you know, his gift athletically, but then his his mentality is different than most kids you'll ever coach. His toughness and and I, I was scared to death, I'll be honest with you, when Daniel decided to play football. Not because uh <laughs> You know, I thought somebody would hurt Daniel. I thought Daniel would hurt himself because someone forgot to tell Daniel that uh, he's not the biggest guy <laughs> on the floor field. He's not the toughest guy on the floor field. And that is one of the most fun attributes of that young man, you know. But as far as on the basketball court, Daniel, Daniel, 
he, he's just so much fun. He's so fast. I have, I've never, and I've been fortunate to coach a lot of really, really good athletes, but I've never had so many people come up and say, that kid is the fastest kid I've ever seen. That kid is the most fun kid I've ever watched. Or that kid makes people that he guards and plays against have nightmares because it feels like there's three of them out there. You know, and I can remember when he was a, a freshman and he got on the floor once or twice and some people around here that may not have known him as well, I said, you guys just wait. When Daniel Bilbrey starts getting on the floor for real, he, he's going to be a crowd favorite anywhere he goes because, you know, even opposing coaches brag on that kid and talk about how, how much they love that kid. It's, it's just, uh, I, I could sit here, honestly, you don't have enough radio time for me to talk about these seniors and these guys because they're, they're just, they're they're unbelievable, and I love these kids like they're my own. Head coach Jimmy Miller, don't worry, we didn't forget about Wyatt Hargis. We'll start by talking about Wyatt Hargis in our next segment. Right now, we take a break on the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I don't want to waste any time. We were in the middle of an interview with head coach Jimmy Miller. We had talked about Brody Coffee and Daniel Bilbury. We, of course, Cannot forget the contributions of senior number three, Wyatt Hargis, and that is where we will start and pick up here for part two of our interview from this morning with Livingston Academy Wildcats head coach Jimmy Miller. Uh, coach Miller, uh, there is one more, and I don't want to uh, don't want to miss him because he certainly uh, grew throughout this season and and maybe was one of the most consistent players. Uh, night in and night out. Uh, talk to me about the development of and the leadership of a guy uh, like Wyatt Hargis, who uh, uh, per, just on a personal level, I noticed that throughout the year he really matured in the sense of stepping in from that three-point line and turning that mid, that kind of mid-range jumper into the most dominant thing in this district. Yeah, he shoots the mid-range jumper better than any kid I've ever coached, and he he has an act to find a, the way to get it off. I've never shot a kid that faded away from the basket from 15 feet. You know, that's, that's kind of a no-no. You don't, you don't coach that into a kid. But that kid worked on that on his own so much that he became so good. You know, I had to just, I had to just uh, eventually be a little humble about it. Our uh, coaching staff would talk about it. Eventually said, Coach, you're going to have to stop getting on him for fading away and doing that. Well, well you know, and I, you know, I'm going to say, why would we do that? Because he's not missed one. <laughs> he doesn't miss it. And, and, you know, we start looking at him like, my goodness, you're right. You know, that, that, that kid is, uh, that kid's extremely special. Um, why, if you've watched him play, he never says a word, not, not to, uh, not to anyone on the floor, not to an opponent. Uh, there's never a negative thing comes out of his mouth or there's not ever any negative body language. I just, there's never a frown on his face. The kid is constantly the same guy every day and every night. And what, I don't know if a lot of people know why, how much time Wyatt Hargis has spent in the gym. That, that, that jump shot and that three point shot, that just doesn't happen. Wyatt worked on that since he's been a young kid and, and he, he got in the gym so much. More, more than, I, I, maybe more than any kid I've ever had. You know, Matthew Sells is one of those kids that, lived in the gym and I, I, I wish I had a tally of their hours because I, I know it would be close because he, he lived there to the point that he was there so much and he was shooting so much that I became concerned, man, I, I don't want him to overtrain, you know, and we would talk with him a little bit about it, but you know why that, that was his place. That was where um, that he worked on him and he kept his confidence. You know, he had a bad shooting night. 
he's left this he's left this gym on game nights and and went to the gym that he has access to and, and get shots in by himself. He's put that first his entire career and his work ethic, but his dedication to the game and his dedication to his basketball skill set is absolutely second to none. Um, one of the most coachable, well-mannered, hardworking kids you can ever be around. And I'm telling you, you know, if, if a guy was smart and you have seniors like this, this good, you, and they graduate, you probably should retire because you just don't get them like this very often. And, and like I told you, I could, I could sit here and talk about these kids all day long. And, and I, it's been a hard, hard week for them, I know, but they have no idea how hard of a week it's been for me to have to see these guys here at school and, and know that we've played our last game together because, you know, I've done this a long time, and I know that I just don't – I'm not going to get the opportunity to have that very often. And it's a hard thing – it's a hard thing to wake up every morning and know you're done with those guys. You know, my son and those guys uh, have grown up together, been best friends since they were a little bitty, played AAU together. So it's not just that I've had these kids four years. I've, I've been with these kids since they've started playing this game. This one stings, and it's, it's, uh, it's hard to see them go. Yeah, no doubt of that. Head coach Jimmy Miller, Livingston Academy uh, Wildcats boys basketball uh, coach, one more before I let you go, and I really appreciate you just kind of bearing your your heart and your soul here because I know it's tough in a situation like this. Uh, and certainly I don't want to pretend like right now you're capable of fully looking ahead, so I'm not going to ask necessarily what next season will look like, but I'll ask it like this. How excited are you, though, to have Tucker back, Rocco back, uh, and hopefully, assuming that he sticks it out and plays again next year like I know he is – said he will a guy like Dawson Ledbetter hope hopefully joining up alongside a lot of these other really young talented kids yeah and don't forget Cole Harris oh who, Cole Harris yes of course a, of course uh, you know a, a, a phenomenal player that that is one thing that that keeps you coming back you know when you look at that and you see these these guys that you that you love and you know how much they love it and you know what you're going to get from them every night just like this team this year I went in every single game excited this year. You know, there was never a worry. There was never a concern. I wonder how they're going to show up and play because I knew. And, and I hope, if anything, we talked about those seniors, if they've been able to, for something to rub off on a group of kids, it's that. So showing up every single night with that effort, you know, and that when you're making, when you're making opposing teams who are bigger, stronger, and more athletic change their game plan so you can't run like like teams did us this year because we, you know we, we were fast we we tried you know we played fast but it's not an easy thing to do just because you're fast it doesn't mean you, you know these kids don't get tired these kids get tired but the, what was special about them is they they kept playing hard and they kept playing fast when they were and that's that's a testament to those guys but yeah the the group we have coming back and don't I don't want to leave out the people behind the scenes. You know, we're graduating three senior managers mm-hmm. who, um, I, you know, during this season, you'll be chasing your tail as a coach. And I had three. I had I had three uh, of the best in the business that I'm losing. It's killing me as well. You know, I had Zach Lewis and Kelsey Nard and Justin Wilhite. And I hate losing those those kids as well. We, we've just had some really, really special, special kids this year. and. You know, you're talking about what's returning. I hope we're returning some great kids, great, great players that work hard. I hope those things that made this team special carry on with them.
Got a chance to talk with one of the young men he mentioned there at the end, Cole Harris on the Wildcat Den. If you missed that, go check that out. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably didn't get a chance to listen to that. So make sure to go back and hear uh, the, what am I trying to think, the replay or the uh, podcast version of the Wildcat Den. Because, yeah, Cole Harris is back. Tucker Miller is back. Uh, Rocco Carwile comes back. If Dawson Ledbetter uh, plays an entire season, he comes back. He's in shape. That's a huge addition, both phys- like literally and metaphorically. A lot to look forward to, but three guys that will forever live in the minds of Livingston Academy Wildcat fans. Rocco, uh, uh, Daniel Bilberry, Brody Coffey, and Wyatt Hargis. Thank you as well from the bottom of my heart getting to be their broadcaster. I got to know them better uh, than I probably got to know a lot of other uh, young people across the UC. And so I just want to thank them. What an incredible three guys and could not enjoy getting to interact with three young men uh, more than I did them interviewing them uh, week in and week out. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, the high school playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry, and now we head up to Jamestown to talk with athletic director and boys basketball coach Rodney Pyle. A surprise to see the York Dragons fall in back-to-back games to end their season. District championship, district tournament championship, that is, to Jackson County. They fall, and then they turn around and drop a game to Liberty Creek in the region quarterfinals. A chance to eliminate the host site They came up just short, and now head coach and athletic director Rodney Pyle joins us on the high school playbook. Coach, obviously uh, maybe not the way you wanted the season to come to an end uh, with a a loss in the district championship and and then that quarterfinal tight one to to Liberty Creek. We'll start there. Uh, Just what was Liberty Creek able to do coming into Jamestown and, and walking away with a really tightly contested and competitive victory? Well, you know, for for some reason, of course, it all starts with us. Uh, we well, at least that's the way we feel. And uh, uh, of course, in our district championship game against Jackson County, uh, you know, we, we we struggled scoring the ball. I think we scored four points in the second quarter, five points in the third quarter. Uh, I think Saturday night we had we struggled uh, scoring the ball. Uh, we uh, total was thirty seven points. And you know, again, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer in what everybody says. You know that uh, defense wins championships, but but if you can't score, it just makes this game miserable. And so uh, we just struggled scoring the ball. We I don't know if we just somehow for some reason lost our confidence because we'd been scoring uh, pretty good most of the year, scoring in the seventies and sixties most of the time, and uh, that just makes the game a whole lot easier for us and uh so we just here at the end for whatever reason uh we we struggled scoring uh just putting the ball in the basket uh, i thought uh both games especially uh, against liberty creek on saturday night i thought we uh i thought we got a couple pretty good looks uh pr- pretty easy short looks and uh just missed them that we would normally make and so uh again of course it didn't help you know that uh he's Wattenberger uh gets hurt uh in the uh uh, semifinal district game against Monterey, and that just slows him down. And uh, he wasn't 100. percent And then, of course, you had uh, Bryson Bilbrey who who was struggling uh, with 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 his sickness as well. And so, uh, 
so we just had a few people out and of course again carter was out uh where he had uh hurt hurt his uh, toe and uh so again we just kind of you know just kind of just struggled uh getting it going so uh and that's what happens you know a lot of teams uh face adversity a lot of teams uh go through injuries and uh it just uh hit us kind of at the at the wrong time this year and uh hurt us down the stretch yeah, no doubt some uh, unlucky stuff there down the stretch for you guys. That being said, single-digit losses on the year, uh, near 20 wins, 18-9, and nine, uh, I believe the final record by my count. Uh, yeah. What did you enjoy most about this season, and, and what made it uh, such a great season again for the Dragons there in Jamestown? Well, first of all, you know we had high expectations. Uh, we had, uh, had had a really good team coming back from uh, from last year that made the state tournament, and uh, uh, then uh, you know, of course, uh, we just you know again basketball is not necessarily in a, in, in a good spot because you got football right before it, and football went very far into basketball season, and so that kind of delayed our process of getting started and then uh even before back in the spring uh, we we had uh, low numbers i think we started out the summer with only 12 guys and then we kind of dwindled down had a few guys to quit and uh then you know next thing you know carter gets hurt and uh carter was the you know the again we had 10 when carter was there and we we had very few uh practices this year where we had at least 10 guys 10 able bodies at practice so very rarely in practice we was we able to go five on five and then um so we talked about most of the year just using these games as practices and uh in the in the unique part about it is we won a lot of those games and you know we ended up the year 18 and 9 which is a great record uh you know in the regular season uh we only you know onada got us at the beginning of the year of course that was without three starters and uh we, that were in football, uh, Stone got us really early uh, twice. But you know, again, that's a good three uh, A school there, and uh, so they got us uh, early without the football guys. And then Coolville got us twice, and Coolville's one of the best teams in the state, uh, bar none. And uh, Lebanon, which is a four A school, got us once, and then uh, Pope uh, Pope Prep got us once uh, because you know, again, of course, they've got an outstanding. They got about four or five guys on their team that's uh going to uh, play college uh, college basketball so uh extremely proud of uh, what we accomplished this year as far as the regular season goes um just kind of some un- unfortunate things kind of hit us at the end and uh just made it extremely hard for us to overcome and uh you know our season ended you know we we would lo- love to still be playing we'd love to have been able to play last night and seen what we could have done but that's just the way it goes and uh but extremely proud of the guys that hung in there and stayed with it and and uh had a great year this time of year you always end up asking the question uh you know what did the seniors mean to this program because obviously they graduate their time there at york on the basketball court at least comes to an end what have these seniors meant to you as a coach and what have they meant to the dragons program over the last three or four years well, this this uh, senior group here that's graduating, uh, you know, arguably is the best uh, group to ever come out of York Institute. You know, for four years now, they've been uh, been at the top. You know, they've won. Uh, we I know we won two regular season. I think we won three regular season district titles. Uh, we've won a district tournament uh, that's not been done here since I believe 2002. 
so there's there's been a lot of good things that uh, this this group has done, and uh, they should be extremely proud of themselves uh, for you know all the adversity that they've had to overcome, and uh, it's not been easy for them. And of course, again, that's you know life's not fair, and and that's what we've basically found out this year. Life's not fair. So uh, so hopefully that'll these uh, little um, things that they've learned this year will will help them uh, help them in life as well. I know it's tough to go ahead and, and, and look at next year uh, when you've just come off a, a really tough game like that on Saturday, but I'll ask it this way. How excited are you for what does come back next year, the, the youth and the talent that you're going to be able to return? Well, right now we're, we're, we're kind of wondering uh, who's going to be with us, but uh, uh, we've uh, – you know, we've got we had ten guys on the, We got ten guys currently on the team, and six of those are, are seniors. Uh, so we got four guys coming back. Uh, we've got uh, Will Beatty, who who started some games last year as a freshman, who started every game this year. Uh, he's a very explosive player. Uh, looking for big things from him next year. Uh, we've got Carter Gibson, who who you know uh, this year came off the bench and gave us some really good minutes. I can remember the last game that he played at Smith County and uh, the very tough environment. He was able to come off the bench and give us a little spark and really you know help us uh, propel us to a win that night to uh, go undefeated in the district regular season. Uh, we've got two other guys, uh, Mari Lawson and Zeb Three, that that'll be returning as well. So, uh, so we've got to kind of get rejuvenated. We're we're kind of going to be starting all over next year where we're losing a lot and uh and a lot of guys that have done a lot uh you know right now we've got uh, basically graduating three thousand point scores you know heath wattenberger bison bilbrey and jackson canancher and so uh that's a lot of a lot of stuff they've done a lot of stuff for us uh in in, in their career here at york institute so so I, you know, again, you know, we'll uh, we'll lick our wounds. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, eventually we'll have a, a banquet to celebrate the season that we had, and then uh, then we'll turn the page and uh, start trying to figure out what we need to do next year and get better for next year. But uh, obviously, going to have a lot of new faces on the floor uh, this coming year. So uh, we're excited about that. I would like to add one more thing, if yeah, you don't please, mind. Please, um, We've uh, Jaden Evans uh, was the girls uh, in her weight division state champion uh, from York Institute. So we'd like to to get that information out to everybody. Heck yeah! Uh, she had a phenomenal year, uh, Jaden Evans. Jaden Evans, yes, congratulations are in order indeed. And uh, maybe once I get through the remainder here of basketball season and get my schedule kind of calmed down a little bit, uh, I'll head up to Jamestown and get a chance to talk with Jaden Evans and uh, the rest of an incredible run for York on the wrestling mats. Right now, though, that was athletic director and boys basketball head coach Rodney Pyle of York Institute, the Dragons, the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, I'm Colin Castleberry. Thank you to each of our coaches and our guests tonight. Thank you to each and every one of you listening. I have ran over my time, so thank you so much. I wouldn't get to do this without you, so as always, I appreciate it. One more time, Built by Mountain Barn Builders, and thank you to them as well. This has been the High School Playbook.